She, she called me two-faced. The things they've said about me. Well, I told her who what's going on. Rays. All the scandal. This is my time. I'm gonna do it my way. Can you believe they'd even say that about me? Raz is back. They said I was difficult. You are difficult. Gonna clear some things up. Giving the old Raz a McDougal. Yes, hello. I keep getting disconnected, and at this point, it seems quite intentional. Well, yes, this is Miss McDougall. What, you have caller ID or something? What do you mean you can tell from my tone? How dare you! Oh, I have absolutely no recollection of that ever happening. And even if I did... It would be your word against mine now, wouldn't it? Be ashamed to have to tell my fan base about this. My fan base? About how you're mistreating me? Oh, oh consider the negative press. Think about the walkouts. Well, how would your shareholders react to such a scandal? That's more like it. Now, as I was saying, I'd like to place an order for delivery. Yes, it's 845... Four zero two zero zero four eight. Yes. Yes, it's the garden apartment. Yeah, well the buzzer it the buzzer actually says storage lockers, so just make a note of that. Yes, thank you. I'd like two orders of the smoked gouda bacon mac and cheese. Uh we'll do one of the fried chicken and waffles, a vanilla bean milkshake with let's do the rainbow sprinkles. Um Let's do the deep-fried Oreos, and hell, let's throw a, a wedge salad on there with extra blue cheese for a healthy green. Yes, that will be all. Oh, Chip, Chip, darling, do you want anything? Anything for yourself? Nope, that will be all. All right. How long will that take? All right, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, Chip. Chip, again, uh, I'm incredibly sorry for the mess this morning. Uh, and, and for the state that you found me in. I, I, I didn't mean to come at you like that. I, I forgot that we were recording today and, and you frightened me terribly. I am proud of myself for remembering where the hidden shiv was located in the heat of the moment. That's good to know. Uh, yes, yes, I know. Yes, and I, I will reimburse you for the cleaning. Yes, I'm sure that will come out. Hydrogen peroxide usually does the trick. Yes, and th thank you again, Chip, for honoring the terms of our NDA and not going public with what could be considered an attack. Um, yes, well, uh, yes, I I'm sure I will find other ways to repay your loyalty. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, Chip, Chip, can you answer that, darling? I can't find it. I can hear it, but I can't find it. Well, help me look. Thought I'd be able to have everything cleaned up before your arrival. Damn. I... Mm. Couldn't remember which day it was. Couldn't remember where I was. Oh, why? Why? Why do bad things happen to good people, Chip? Chip, darling, look under that stack over there. Alright, try the pantry. Yes, on the chip and dip shelf. Can, yes, can you get to that stack of magazines over there?
Well, I, I usually cry curled up in the fetal position behind it while looking at some of my old covers. My career highlights. Back when things were different. Back when I was loved. Oh, well, you know, they'll call if they, if they really need me. It was probably those withered great people. I, I can't talk to them after the drunk voicemails I left. I, I, damn. Songbirds, I, I'd like to apologize for the hysterics. I'm a bit devastated after my date, if you can even call it that, uh, through our sponsor, Withered Grape. Sometimes, um, I put I put all my eggs in that basket. I will say I I, I was quite hopeful, and um, you know it reminds me of some words, some lyrics. And if my date is listening from Withered Grape, let's go to you. A chair is still a chair, even when there's no one sitting there. But a chair is not a house, and a house is not a home when there's no one there to hold you tight, and no one there. That you can kiss good night. Oh, a room is still a room, even when there's nothing there but gloom. But a room is not a house, and a house. Your face appears, but it's just a crazy game, and when it ends, it ends in tears. So darling, oh darling, just, just have a heart. Don't let one mistake keep us apart. I'm not meant to live alone to turn this house into a home. When I climb the stair and turn that key, oh please, please be there. Stay. Oh, 
why? Why? Oh, what's that, Jim? Oh, the, the caller left a message? All right, well, who, well, who was it? Oh, oh, Viv. Yes, yes, can you try calling it back, doll? Yes, thank you. Vivian Montgomery songbirds, that's right. The southern spitfire you've seen in film and television with her smoldering eyes and mint julep constantly in hand. How does she always know? Well, this could be a great opportunity for the songbirds to hear from her. You know, she has a certain appeal, and we've been friends for so long, and I won't dare say how long. It's been competitive in nature, occasionally, but it's, it's all business, nothing personal. And we've had to lean on each other throughout our careers as things have ebbed and flurred. No matter how many roles we've gone up against each other for, we were always there for each other, too. We shared a, a lot of the same experiences over time. And it's nice to be able to share those memories. Many of my songbirds don't know this, but, but Viv was actually my first friend on the MGM lot. Yes, that's true, it's right. After my former lover, Biff Blankenbecker, abandoned me in Hollywood, I was alone, staying in a cheap motel room, working my craft services job. I was barely making enough money to eat. I needed to break through. I could only hand out toothpicks and clean up sets for so long. How many times did they really need to rehearse those scenes with spit takes and pies to the face? The scenes that I had to clean up after. The casting couches that I had to hose off. All of it was for my breakthrough. I just needed an in. An opportunity to prove I had what it took, you know? I blinked and I'd been there for over three years. Mopping up messes and handing out mints. Struggling the whole time. One day, I was cleaning up the set of Nanny, a sequel to Summerstock, with an entirely new cast and storyline. Oh no, another constantly performing theater troupe invades peaceful Amish country, turns their lives upside down while attempting to create a spotlight out of hundreds of lanterns in a corn crib. Well, it wasn't solid from the start. There was no star leading the film, no Judy, no Jane, just a large cast of MGM unknowns that were under contract and needed to produce something. The creative team wanted to see who would emerge on their own from the film to create a name for himself or herself, and thought a variety-style film could showcase each performer doing what they do best. It was a wonderful opportunity for the actors, as they weren't being upstaged by a big-name star. It was thrilling to be on that set, to see the actors preparing for their big scene, hoping, wishing for that breakthrough moment. The same breakthrough moment I was hoping for. And then, just like that, lightning struck, blew out a big fuse, and the whole set went dark. Everyone remained calm, until they heard... The scream. <coughs> then it was chaos. Sheer chaos. People screaming. Set pieces flying through the air. The lights finally flickered back to life, revealing a backstage area completely loaded. Actors, cameramen, the grips, all caught red-handed with something they were hoping to escape with. And that's when a second scream was heard. a distinctive scream that could only be one person on set. 
an up-and-comer who was already known for her southern charm and acid tongue. It was the ambitious, brazen, and beautiful Vivian Montgomery. Everyone rushed over to see what happened. Vivian was hysterical, simply inconsolable. That's when we saw the body of a duet partner, Carol Tanker, in a slump at the bottom of the stairs. It seemed that Carol must have fallen during the blackout. Vivian and Carol were bitter rivals during the rehearsal process for the film. Their number was a, a rowdy piece called Barnburner, which showed off both their vocals and their dance skills. It seemed like it was tailored to Vivian's strengths, you know, her being the up-and-coming southern sweetheart. Well, Viv was thrilled that her number was set in the country. Lots of hay bales, tractors, chickens, you know, manageable livestock. But word got out that Carol was also rehearsing some sort of big reveal that she was saving for the cameras. She wouldn't be upstaged without a fight. They shared a vocal coach on the set, too, and they were always trying to get a little bit more time with her than the other, always looking for little ways to improve their part of the song, make it more impressive. The crew quickly removed Carol's body from the set so they could, uh, you know, continue with the shoot. Everyone was in place already to start filming Barnburner, but without Carol, they didn't know what to do. The music was arranged as a duet, They needed to find someone immediately who knew the song or it would be cut completely. Vivian was looking around desperately. This was a big break. You know, she needed to do this number. Viv scanned the small crowd and locked eyes with mine. I don't know what came over me, but I gave her a small nod and broke the silence. I know the part. Who are you? I understand that I work for craft services, but I've been here every day observing and studying. I know I can sing it, if you give me a chance. Vivian seemed shocked, but turned to the director, James Zinka, with a pleading look in her eye. Uh, Yeah, of course. Okay, sure. Yeah, craft services girl, we're putting her in. Okay, yeah, you got the part, sure, whatever. God, pull it together, James. Get it together. Okay, yeah, okay, you're in. Great. If it's terrible, we're just going to cut the whole number. The next thing I know, I'm being pulled into a dressing room to change into my costume. A pair of denim overalls with a blush check blouse and a yellow handkerchief tied around my hair. Well, then I heard a knock at the door. Listen, darling, I've been watching you for months. I know you got dreams. Well, I got them too. And I will not let Carol's accident keep me from being catapulted to the top. Now, can you really sing, or were you just bluffing back there? I can really sing, Miss Montgomery, I swear. I just need a shot, and I'm not here to steal your spotlight. I just want to get out of craft services, to be seen. What's your name, sugar? Razzle. Razzle McDougall. Call me Viv, Raz. Can you dance? Well, I I wouldn't call myself a trained dancer, but I can grapevine with the best of them. Perfect. I can make the dance more of a solo feature for myself... With you jumping in for the vocal harmonies. All right. This could work. I was taught never to speak ill of the dead, but Carol was as useless as a trapdoor in a canoe. Poor Carol. She was so pretty. (laughs) Pretty as a pumpkin, but half as smart. Viv, you're terrible. She just died. Oh, she's gone, Raz. I'm sure she'd want us to move on with you as her replacement. Now listen up. I got a plan to make this work. Let's run through the number and make sure the dialogue feels, you know, natural. You can sing Carol's part, and I'll do the dance break. We ran through the number a few times, 
I could tell Viv was impressed with my voice, perhaps even a bit intimidated, but she had the moves, the dance training that eluded my upbringing at the convent. We were bringing different things to the table. She was thrilled that I couldn't dance, leaving her to be more featured, while I was just thrilled to be involved in any way. I couldn't believe that I was going to be in a film and singing with Vivian Montgomery. Oh, I was a ball of nervous energy when I emerged from my dressing room. All eyes were on me as I made my way to the set, and I knew exactly what they were asking themselves. Could she really sing? Who was she? Could she save the number? Viv was walking with me. She gave my hand a little squeeze, and we took our places on the hay bales. The director yelled action, and the music swelled to life. I closed my eyes and started to sing. When I opened my eyes, I saw the faces of the cameramen. The jaws were on the floor. At first, I thought I was doing something wrong, but then I realized that they were shocked that I knew the part, and knew the part so well, as if I'd been studying it meticulously, ready to step in at a moment's notice. Something happened that day on the lot, something magical. We did the number in one take. When we heard, that's a wrap, everyone started to cheer. Well, Viv was thrilled. She really got to show off during the dance sequence, and we blended well on the vocals. James, the director, and other cast members came up to congratulate me on a job well done. In that one performance, I had made a name for myself on the lot. Razzle McDougall had arrived. No more days working craft services. Unfortunately, the entire film ended up on the cutting room floor. The whole project scrapped. All of the actors, and I mean all of them, saw this film as their opportunity to break out as the new star of MGM, which led to a lot, and I mean a lot, of overacting. No one ever saw the footage, but apparently every performance reeked of desperation. Well, Vivian was just devastated, but, you know, as you know, she went on to make a name for herself. But I had accomplished what I had wanted to do. I had been discovered. I was finally on the MGM payroll as an actress. Oh, that startled me. Oh, Chip, Chip, I'm sure that's the food delivery. Can you get that, please, darling? Yes, there's some money there on the credenza. Yes, the credenza. Yes, yes, that table over there. All right, yes, just set it over there. Oh. What? Why do you think they include so many sets of utensils? Rude, don't you think? You know, we're not throwing a block party. Darling, just, all right, set it down in the kitchenette. Yes, I'll, I'll eat it after we're done recording. Yes, in complete darkness. Chip, were you able to get a hold of Vivian? What? Well, why would you keep her on hold for that long? Dear, you need to tell me as soon as you have someone on the line. No, do you understand? No, I've been rattling on, waiting for her to call, and it's just... Uh, Chip, well, it's just one of a number of misunderstandings that we've been having, though, isn't it? Chip, darling, why are you still talking about it? Just patch her in. Viv? Viv, darling, are you there? Well, it's about damn Viv. time. What the hell's oh, going on Viv. over there? Is everything all right? Oh, well, that was Chip, my intern. I'm so sorry, Viv. 
He he needs a lot of guidance. There's a tree stump in Chattanooga with a higher IQ. Do you know how long he had me on hold? Oh, he was confused. He was very confused. Oh, please. He don't know whether to check his ass or scratch his watch. Oh, I know, I know, Viv. And it's perfect that you called just now. I'm recording my podcast so that my songbirds can get the inside scoop. I know that they'd love to hear from you. Is that all right with you? Oh, shoot. I, I just told them about how we first met on the MGM lot. About Hootin' Annie. About Carol. Oh, bless her heart. Carol was just about as lost as last year's Easter egg. Hey, songbirds. How y'all doing? How's my oldest friend, Reyes? Everything's falling apart and Chip's not helping. Herbie's been unreachable since he offered me that benefit concert gig, and I've been preparing nonstop. Oh, Dumplin', I'm sorry. But you know Herbie's lower than a snake's belly in a wagon rut. Oh, I know, Viv. I just thought, I thought this time would be different. Well, it still could be. You still have your, your podcast thing, right? That's right, dear, yes. And it has been wonderful to work on. Well, you know how much I love talking with my songbirds. And, and how'd that date go? You know, from Wither Gray? Oh, I can't. I just can't. What? Why? Oh, Why? darling. You can't what? You're not I making don't any it. sense. Oh, come on. Now you buck up, <laughs> sugar. You tell me what <laughs> happened. He was a nurse, yeah. He never what? came. He never came. No, you know, actually, I take that back. He did show up. He just didn't want to meet me. Oh, that can't be true. It I, is how, true. How would you even know that, baby? Well, he had the bartender give me a note that just read, I'll pass. No. Yes. I'll pass. And now I'm contractually obligated to do another withered grape sponsorship. How the hell am I supposed to promote them when my perfect blend, when my grape, was a no-show? He didn't want anything to do with me. Shoot. Well, darling, maybe he saw you and just realized that you were too famous. But then why send the note over, Viv? Eh. It's so cruel. You know, if it weren't for the note, I could have thought, I don't know, that he died in some tragic accident on the way to the date. Right, Two right. great loves destined to never meet. But now... He, he had to let me know that he saw me and rejected me. I couldn't dream of the cut brake line forcing his car to careen off a sharp turn, soaring off a cliff to explode on the rocky shore okay. below. Reyes, Reyes, I'm going to tell you something, because I respect you too much not to, so baby, listen up. It's clear that this guy had only one oar in the water, but it makes me madder than a wet hen. You have to buck up. You're starting to talk crazy and it's making me real nervous, so Reyes, you've been through too much to let this break you. Now let's get this done. What's up first, Chip? Oh, he's useless. Chip is useless. Chip, let's get this weather great thing out of the way. How about if I read the copy and you jump in when you can, baby? Sure, why the hell not? Withered grape for when you want to feel rock bottom. Okay, perfect. Uh, Chip, can you email me the copy, baby? Oh, you already sent it to me? Well, look who's faster than green grass through a goose. Uh, You know, Viv, a little of that goes a very long way. And Chip, are you telling me that you have already sent an email with the file in it, but that you're incapable of transferring a phone call? That's a bit odd, don't you think? I have to make a few changes, obviously, to make it a bit more Montgomery, but... Uh, all right, so how, how's this thing work? You just play me oh, in? Viv, you can't just come in here and assume that this is easy to do. You know, every moment, every breath is orchestrated. Oh, all right. Well, now he knows how to do it. But I swear, before, he had no idea. Chip, we need to talk about this. Right. Well, shoot. 
well with catfish because I think I just was. I know, baby. After a blend is produced, you can arrange your first date at a local winery or dive bar, depending on your exact location. And that's it. You just show up and meet your perfect blend. I sat there for hours. I loved him. Like a fine wine, Dayton can be complex. But if you're looking for love and you love wine, Wither Grape could be for you. At Wither Grape, a late harvest always produces a sweeter wine. You know, in the words of my perfect blend, I'll pass. Uh. All right now, Rats, you just need to hush up. <laughs> I, I understand you've been stood up, embarrassed, yes. snubbed, and that's got to stick in your throat like a hair on a biscuit. Yes. Your drivers must be in knots. You put yourself out there and you were flat rejected. Yes. Uh, your dreams just destroyed. And I, who knows, that could have been your last chance at love. Just stood up. Femininity called into question. Pride mortally wounded. All right, enough. Enough. But you can't just sit there and wallow, feeling sorry for yourself. You got to focus on the positive. You have that benefit concert coming up, right? True, true. The benefit concert... The one thing holding me together. The gig that could put my name back in lights. I'm so excited about it. I've already started rehearsing. So, to reach out to the old bag of bones. Her name is Gwendolyn Buffow, and you know that. You're terrible. <sighs> and yes, I have been in touch with my longtime vocal coach and accent guru. She suggested some wonderful showstoppers for the set. It's an extremely challenging one. They're all big numbers, vocally complex, but I know I still have it. That's my girl. Nice to have you back, darling. Oh, there's a lot riding on this show, Viv. You know, I've dusted off the old copper bolero jacket. Ooh, with the bugle beads. Of course, with the bugle beads. I still need to reach out to Tata Team for hair and makeup. Chip, Chip, are you there, darling? Yes, can you please make a note to reach out to Miss Tartine? Yeah, we need to check and see if she's back from Paris. Oh, I hope she hasn't rejoined that throuple. She's really unbearable when juggling multiple romances. Oh, when isn't she juggling multiple romances, Raz? Last time I saw Tart, her pants were so tight I could see her religion. Babe, you know what they say about those who live in glass houses. (laughs) She's a longtime friend and my trusted glamour team. Sure, she's been around the block, but she's the only person alive who knows the exact concoction for my signature copper shimmer locks. And she understands my face. My contouring. My coloring. 
Uh, I really hope she's available. And you've seen a burlesque show before. You can't deny that she's multi-talented. Well... What we would call a triple threat back in the day. She could sing, dance, act, and she's comfortable in her own skin. You know, Raz, she got gumption. I'll give her that. And her burlesque show was unlike anything I've ever paid to see. What about Herbie? Where the hell's he been? You know what I've always said about him. If his lips are moving, he's lying. Oh, I don't know. The call goes straight to voicemail every time. (sighs) I wouldn't cross the street to piss on him if he were on fire. All right, I get it. You know, I'm mad as hell too, Viv. Chip, Chip, have you heard anything from Herbie? Anything at all? Oh, well, keep trying. Oh. Uh, baby, how's that podcast going? Anyone, anyone at all listening to that? Well, dear, it's how people do it these days. You know, everyone's potting. And yes, dozens of my dedicated songbirds have come out to support and listen. I think I could really go somewhere. It's nice to have a format to recall the past. Oh, my stars, the stories on that MGM lot. Did you tell your listeners about how you were banned from the property shortly after Hootenanny? Uh, thank you, Viv. I, I wasn't really ready to relive that very painful memory, especially today. Oh, I don't know. I reckon if you're ready to start flapping your gums about Carol, then we can introduce your songbirds to Vinnie Bonello. Damn you, Viv. I'm sure they already know. Hey, songbirds. Shortly after our number and Hootenanny filmed, Raz got a lot of attention. She's being called the girl with the voice around the studio. She seemed to become a star overnight. That's when she started date. Vincent Bonello, an up-and-coming leading man at MGM. He had the kindness of Jimmy Stewart, the good looks of Paul Newman, and the sense of humor of... Well, he wasn't that funny, was he? No, he wasn't really that funny. And dumber than a tater tot, but he had a gorgeous body and a weakness for dangerous women. That's true. We dated very seriously for a short period. Oh, shoot. Dated very seriously? You were engaged, for Pete's sake. You were Hollywood's can-you-believe-it couple. Yes, yes, that's true. We were young and green and in love and hopeful. He had the leading man looks, and I had the girl-next-door sensibility and a voice for days. Everything was going so well. So well, in fact, that they cast you and Vinny to star in your own film. A vehicle created just for the two of you. Yes. We were both set to star in, but we're related. A new musical comedy about an adoption gone terribly wrong in the forbidden romance that followed. That film was going to define my career. Our careers. It was such a tragedy. The way Vinny's body was found in the orchestra pit with the conductor's baton through his heart. Must we relive the trauma? It was a nightmare. And I was the number one suspect. We had had a pretty public fight earlier that day. Oh, I remember. I was there in the green room. It was silly, really. I don't even remember what we were fighting about exactly. Oh, he said he was leaving you after the picture came out, remember? That you two as a couple were great for publicity, but there'd be no wedding. No future. Oh, yeah. He was getting a bit high and mighty, if you ask me. And it, uh, it took you a little while to come up with an alibi. Oh, darling, I was in a state of shock. You know, my love are dead. I got the boot from MGM. They couldn't have another scandal after Carol's accident. Actors were dropping like flies. It was all too much. And your MGM career was over before it ever got out the gates. What'd they end up calling it? 
accidental impalement of the musical variety? Well, that seems vague. I know. Yes, yes, that's all true. That chapter of my story was closed. But, you know, during my time there, even though it was short, I made a lot of industry contacts, including yourself. You know, those connections and the connections to my songbirds, those are the things that got me booked, you know, that put food on my table. I had to escape Hollywood. No one there took me seriously after the accusations. I had to create a new life. And you did. You got back up on that horse. Well, you know, a few horses, actually. And, but you reinvented yourself. Sure, there's still a list of people that don't trust you, won't work with you, won't go near you, but for the most part, you left that scandal behind you. Thanks, Viv. Let's try to keep it, though, all right? My dear Viv, we sure have seen a lot, huh? Shoo, been through a lot, too. Oh, Viv, you've been so helpful. Thank you so much for, for getting me through the podcast today, and I, I don't know how I'll ever repay your kindness. Well, darling, you know that's what I'm here for. You know I love to see you reach new rock bottoms. I'm always there for that. Oh, well, Viv, just a quick question before we depart. Were you the one who sent me that bouquet of purple clematis? Purple clematis? Well, darling, I don't even know what that is. No, that wasn't me. Well, I, I, I think I'm starting to go crazy. I've started to receive mysterious packages from an anonymous fan... I thought perhaps it might have been you trying to cheer me up. Oh, sorry, baby. Are you sick or something? Why would I send you flowers? <laughs> you notice anything else strange? Uh, no, no, not really. There have been a few calls that when I answer, I just hear breathing. Ugh. Or at least I think it's breathing. I can't make it out. Well, it's most likely just spam. I get a lot of them, too. Well, no matter what, you got to stay safe. Just, just be vigilant. Stay alert. You hear me, baby? No. I will, dear. And you, too, you know. Well, look at the time. I'd like to thank my very special guest, Vivian Montgomery, for joining us today. Well, it has been my honey-sucking pleasure. Thanks for inviting me into your homes and cars and bathtubs and wherever else people listen to these things. Oh, and Raz, I do hope that someone is listening. Well, yes, thank you for that. And thank you, Songbirds, for tuning in today. I'd like to play you out with a little number that Viv and I did years ago at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day pre-parade. Sure, the performances during the parade get national attention, but it's really the day before the parade, the day of the float inflation, where musicians really get to soar. I hope you enjoy it. And songbirds, keep singing. Keep singing! That's life That's what people say That's what I've heard You're riding high in April Shot down in May Ain't that the truth, Viv? But I know you're gonna change there too Ha! When you're back Back on top in June Viv, you're so sweet Uh, That's life Funny as it may seem Some people get their kicks from Stepping all over my dreams But I just can't let them get me down You know what? Because this big old world It keeps spinning around, doesn't it? I've been a puppet 
A pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn, and a queen. Hopping up and down and over and out. Oh, the drama I've seen. Each time I find myself flat on my face. I pick myself up and get back in the ring. That's life. I can't deny it. You know, Peep, I thought of quitting many times. But my songbirds just don't have it. But if I thought it wasn't worth a try, uh, ooh, I'd just jump right on that big bird and fly. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poor, a pawn and a queen. I've been up and down and over and out. Oh, the drama we've seen. Each time we find ourselves flat on our face, we pick ourselves up and get back in the race. That's life. That's life. I can't deny it. I thought I'd quit, but my songbirds just won't have it. So, sister, mother, Broadway star. Thank God for the present.